Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Jill Cruz, ready to answer our questions. Dr. Cruz's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Brookings Health System and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning. Always good to be here. Thank you for being here this morning. Yes. We were, uh, as we were greeting each other this morning, reflecting on that beautiful show last oh. Thursday. Yeah, I think that's the favorite show that I've ever watched and and been a part of. It was just so neat to to talk about the beginnings yes. of Prairie Doc and to see how far it has come, and then to see everyone's first. Um, episode that they were on. I was like, oh my gosh, Dr. Johnston. Yes. (laughs) She was so young. Yes. And even, you know, Rick, how young he looked when he started the show. So it it was really neat to watch how everyone has grown Mm -hmm. and how everyone has matured and changed through our roles with this show. So Mm -hmm. it was a really neat, neat um, way to tribute Dr. Holm and everything that he has started. Yeah. So yeah, Prairie Doc is celebrating their 20th season of the television program. So last week, Thursday night, uh, was the television program to recognize that. And it was full of reflections on on Dr. Holm and his vision for the programs. And as well as Joni, Joni had great interviews in there, kind of telling her side of the story and perspective. And it has been really beautiful to see how Joni has really carried this forward um, mm-hmm. in Dr. Holmes' memory as well. She's she's a real leader, it, a behind the scenes leader in making this continue and happen. Uh, so that was great to see her on there. And then, yes, all those early shots of the four Prairie Docs, yes. uh, their first, some of their first appearances on the show. That was really fun to see as well. So if you missed it, listeners, if you missed that great television show, I really encourage you to look it up. You can find it on the Prairie Doc website, which is www.prairiedoc.org. And then you should be able to look on there and find the video. And you should be able to watch it on your computer or your phone or wherever you like to watch uh, that. Otherwise, you can find it on our YouTube channel, the Prairie Doc YouTube channel, or the Prairie Doc Facebook page. So there's different ways to find it. But if you're if you're a fan of Dr. Home, if you're a fan of the Prairie Doc, uh, it was a really wonderful show. Yeah, and just to see how many lives have been touched by the show and how it's impacted our viewers. You know, when you're on TV, radio, newspaper, you don't always see the impact because I don't get to interact, you know, one-on-one with those viewers aside from when they call in questions. So it, it was really nice to hear that um, what we're doing is helping, mm-hmm. helping educate people and spread um, accurate medical information in an age when there's so much disinformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very important mission to keep carrying 
forward. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we are looking forward to talking about medical information this morning. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is women's health and urogynecology. And so if our listeners have a question related to anything medical, always, we love it. But if you have specifically, we're going to spend some time focusing today on those women's health issues. You can give us a call at 605 692 1430. 605-692-1430. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast, and we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI, or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. If you have a question, give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Dr. Cruz and I were just reflecting on that television show last week, which reminded me, I should also point out, our radio show last week was really fun. We had Joan Hogan here in the studio uh, reflecting on the beginnings of Prairie Doc World as well. And so if you missed that radio show, you can also find that on our podcast, on our Prairie Doc Radio podcast. Always fun to have Joan in the studio and hear about her passion and excitement for the program as well. So as we mentioned today, we are focusing on women's health issues and urogynecology. Dr. Cruz, what is urogynecology? Okay, so it's kind of a unique specialty because um, when we talk about urology, that's talking about the bladder. When we're talking about gynecology, we're talking about female reproductive organs. And urogynecology kind of sees where these there's overlap between the two. So problems with urinary incontinence because the bladder is falling into the vaginal area. Um, you know, if there's fistulas or uh, unfortunately connections between the bladder and the vagina that aren't supposed to be there but can happen uh, with certain uh, medical conditions. So a lot of basically dealing with bladder issues and vaginal issues and when they kind of overlap and you're having bladder and vaginal issues at the same time or something dealing with you know the uterus affecting the bladder and or vice versa so it's one where there's not like really a clear cut of which is the chicken and which is the egg and they're both giving you a problem so the urogynecologist is able to deal with those they deal a lot with um, pain with uh, intercourse They'll deal a lot with um, painful bladder issues and then a lot with incontinence. So our show really does focus a lot on female incontinence, uh, especially related to like pelvic floor muscle issues, which are oftentimes a result of uh, 
um, stress from childbearing. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of changes that happen when your uterus increases to a very large size and there's a baby that presses down on the bladder and that can cause issues down the road. You know, trauma from birth can also cause um, longstanding issues with the bladder and with the vaginal area. So that's what they do. They're very, very specialized. Um, you can come to it from being a urologist and then specialize in this, or you can be a gynecologist and specialize in it. Uh-huh. So there's really two different, and that's that was the beauty of our show with our guests. So Dr. Barker started from a gynecologic um, path and then went into dealing with the urology. Dr. Wood Thum started with urology and then went in, and they they both had different beginning points, but their endpoint is the same. So uh-huh. I loved how they both brought their perspective of their original specialties to this show. Yeah. Absolutely. Your essay this week talks about how sometimes it's uncomfortable for us to talk about these issues. Why is it important we talk about them? It's important because if your doctor doesn't know about it, we can't address it. And I know I'll ask women, you know, many times in when I was regularly doing annual physicals, you know, any problems with leaking urine when you cough, laugh, sneeze, you know, and a lot of times I'd get a yes. And then my follow-up was, do you want to do something about it? And a lot of times they would minimize it or say, oh, it's not that big a deal. Or I'm like, but there's things we can do to help this. You don't Mm -hmm. have to just put up with it. So, you know, sometimes I'm covering the problem and then they're like, oh, oh, you know, it's okay. And, but is it, it it doesn't have to be okay. You don't have to just deal with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. It is important to, to talk about it. I was thinking about that. I feel like we've come a long ways when it comes to breast cancer. We talk about breast cancer. We mm-hmm. wear shirts to stadiums with breast cancer yeah. awareness. We talk about prostate cancer and men's health awareness. I feel like we have a lot, even colonoscopies. We see billboards about. I feel like women's health and the gynecological issues are still kind of just under the radar, like not yeah. really out there to just talk about yeah. as much. Well, no one wants to say, hey, I pee my pants right <laughs> when right. I sneeze, or that's why I won't get on a trampoline anymore. You know? Right. No one wants to admit that because there's such a stigma around it. So I think if we can kind of um, make your doctor's office a safe space where it's private, you can bring up these issues and say, hey, what is there something we can do about it? How can I fix this? Mm -hmm. Right. Let's talk about incontinence. That seems to be a common, common issue for women Mm -hmm. uh, as we age. Age, Um, I had not really heard much about pelvic floor and physical therapy until a few years ago at a MOPS meeting I was attending. Uh, some mothers, a preschooler program, and Monica Har, our local physical therapist, came in and did a fantastic presentation about the pelvic floor and um, how you can do physical therapy to kind of bring yourself back together and strengthen that muscle so you don't have some of these leaking issues you were mentioning could you tell us more about physical therapy yes, and yes. the and, options for that? And actually, we have a video segment with Monica on the show. Okay. So she does a phenomenal job, and we are so blessed to have her here in Brookings. So when we talk about the pelvic floor, there are lots of muscles that um, go from one side of the pelvis to the other that make up what we call the pelvic floor. And that's what supports your bladder, supports all of those internal organs. And they can get stretched. They can get um you know, weakened. And, you know, your bladder is also a giant muscle. So learning how to deal with that sphincter muscle that keeps the bladder closed and keeps it tight so you don't leak urine 
is is important. So a lot of times with like overactive bladder, that muscle will spasm. It basically kind of like gets a charley horse. And then when it does so, it can't keep tight enough to keep sealed. And then women send that urge that, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And it lets loose before sometimes you can make it. Mm-hmm. So um, the pelvic floor rehab really works on strengthening those muscles and helping your body. Um, you know, people, a lot of people have heard of Kegel exercises, uh, but if you're not doing them correctly, that can actually sometimes cause more harm than good. So your pelvic floor rehab and the pelvic floor therapist is someone who can help make sure that those muscles are supported and that you can help with some of this um what we call the urge incontinence or the stress incontinence where you're the laughing, coughing, sneezing, jumping up and down um, incontinence. It helps the most with that one. Doesn't help as much with the urge that I got to go right now incontinence. Um, And then I think one thing that people don't realize with that is they think physical therapy, they think like you're in a gym working out and you're like, I don't want to drop my pants while someone else is throwing kettlebells and, (laughs) and, you know, going on a Stairmaster, mm-hmm. and no, this is done in a private area, private uh, exam room. You're not in the middle of the the PT gym. If you've been there after you had knee surgery or hip surgery, you're not out with everyone else. Sure, it's yeah, it's very private. It is very, you know, it's a safe environment where you're not bearing all to everybody. So, it it is very good and highly trained professionals. That this is a very uh, helpful thing for women who have had issues with incontinence, especially after childbearing where things kind of get stretched out. Mm-hmm. So what is your recommendation for that physical therapy? Is it something women can do very soon after birth or do you recommend waiting a certain amount of time? Um, I would say talking with your gynecologist to make sure that you're cleared. Okay. Uh, but usually, yeah, um, they have found that if you start it sooner rather than, you know, waiting until you're 40 or 50 and beyond and mm-hmm. having problems, we can prevent some of those problems from happening later in life by mm-hmm getting in in that postpartum time frame okay. but and if we are later in life there's still hope there's still hope okay there's hope <laughs> so, i know yeah so then you can uh so just bring it up with your doctor and then yeah. get a referral is that exactly. how that works okay and if the physical therapy uh doesn't work for you or whatever there are other options of course as well mm-hmm. everything from procedures devices perhaps medicine yes. i don't know what are some of the other yep ways of treating that all of those so that's where okay. the urogynecologists come in because they're really good at this um you know some women there's uh what's called an e-stim device that kind of helps send signals to the bladder um to tell it you know um one to stay closed and two when it's time to empty uh, with that e-stim device it, it's really fascinating uh again there's a segment on that t- kind of explains it i don't fully understand it uh, but it is really um a unique uh, for people that were you know going to the bathroom like every hour and and mm. having problems with that where it was really disrupting like you can't drive out of town because there's not enough bathrooms in south dakota i mean there's only one rest stop between here and sioux falls right. what are you going to do um so that really helps with that. Uh, there are like Botox injections people have done mm. to help with bladder issues and to help with uh, pelvic pain. Um, bladder installations for women with what we call interstitial cystitis, where it feels like you have a bladder infection all the time, but there's no infection. Mm. And that's incredibly painful. There are medications uh, that can help with um, overactive bladder with that sudden urges and got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's lots of different. So depending on the, the cause, um, there's 
multiple treatments. Okay. Well, we're going to go to our first, our second break here and give our listeners a chance to call in if they have a question this morning. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With any medical questions you would like us to address, we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. We are living in a stressful time as we deal with the global pandemic. The following are some tips to help your emotional health. Fuel your body by eating a healthy, well-balanced diet and drinking plenty of water. Aim to get seven to eight hours of sleep each night. Exercise every day. Take deep breaths and stretch often. Avoid risky or destructive behaviors such as abusing alcohol or drugs, excessive gambling, or ignoring public health recommendations. Spend time outside, such as going for a walk in a park, but follow social distancing guidelines. If you feel overwhelmed by the emotional pressures, reach out to family, friends, or your medical provider. This tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Dr. Cruz, we were talking about incontinence and some of the treatment options, physical therapy, procedures uh, that might help with that. If a woman is struggling with incontinence and um, is at a place where she just has to cope with it, what are some of the ways to make that less inconvenient? Yes. So um, definitely a lot of things oftentimes done by the urogynecologist or urologist is to start with what we call avoiding diary. Okay. And they basically want you to write down how much you're drinking and how many times you're going to the bathroom. So if a doc, you come to the doctor with that information, sometimes that we can start finding trends and looking for things that irritate the bladder. Um, you know, are you drinking a lot of coffee? Is there a lot of caffeine that you're having? You know, sometimes switching from caffeine, regular coffee to decaf can help because caffeine can irritate the bladder. Um, and then, you know, how much water are you drinking? There's some people that are drinking a lot of water out there. You drink a lot of water, you're going to pee a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, drink when you're thirsty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the things that they, they talked about in the show that, you know, everyone always says, oh, you have to drink eight glasses of water a day. No, you don't. Mm. Um, and I know some people that are drinking 10, 12, you know, 40, you know, these giant jugs. I look at that and I'm like, oh, you're going to be in the bathroom all day. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, look at how much you're, you're drinking. If you're really not that thirsty... You know, your body has a, a mechanism to tell you that you need water, and that's called thirst. Yeah. So listen to that. Um, you know, there are certain people that are apt for kidney stones. Definitely we want them to drink a little bit more. But sometimes you, you can drink too much, and that can actually lower your sodium levels and, and potassium levels. Um, there's actually something called water intoxication. If mm-hmm. you drink too much water, that can be dangerous because it will drop your sodium level because your body can only pull out so much uh, water through the kidneys and through the urine. So, you know, there are lots of products out there um, for incontinence and, you know, definitely trying to keep that area clean because, um, you know, the urine can be irritating to the skin. You definitely want to get that moisture wicked away because that puts you at risk for developing yeast infections and fungal infections. Um, it, 
developing bladder infections, if the urine's kind of sitting there stagnant. So all of these issues, um, you know, keeping that area clean and dry is, is your biggest thing. So there's lots of different products on the market out there that can help with things. So sometimes it's finding the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the briefs and pads and, and different options. So, you know, and there's no shame in using them. You know, it's it's just a, a medical, de- you know, product that we need to help um, deal with this issue. And, and that's mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, what people need, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Earlier you mentioned a UTI, another mm-hmm. very common thing. Yep. What are the signs and symptoms of a UTI, and when should we... What should we do if we suspect we have one? Yep. So if you suspect you have one, I would say, you know, call your doctor. Um, it kind of depends on how well your doctor knows you and, and your doctor's preference style. Some doctors say, yep, come in. I want to see you. I want to evaluate you. I want to make sure there's not other things going on. Because sometimes a bladder infection can look very similar to a vaginal yeast infection or a bacterial vaginosis, which is an overgrowth of normal vaginal bacteria. Some doctors will say, just drop off a urine sample and come in. Um, actually, no, some pharmacies actually have like little sticks you can pee on, kind of like a pregnancy stick. Okay. And it looks for um, infection, signs of infection. So um, white blood cells and nitrates, which are two things that are very common. Mm-hmm. And if you have that and say, hey, I, I t- took this at home. I've got nitrates and and uh, white blood cells in my urine and then your doctor may say hey let's get another and then we can get like a a urine culture to make sure we have you on the right antibiotics or they may say yep you know what you tend to get this every (laughs) three months and we know that this medication works for you let me just call in a prescription so it's it's very patient dependent and very doctor dependent on what we do but the symptoms would be urinating more frequently than usual pain with urination, strong smelling urine, cloudy urine, if you're seeing sediment, if you're seeing blood in the urine, all of those things would be things you'd want to get checked out. Okay. All right. And then what options are there to treat it? Um, Usually for bladder infections, um, antibiotics are are what we do. Usually only need them for a few days, uh, especially if you catch it early. We want to catch it early because we don't want it to go from the bladder up into the kidneys because that's a lot more serious. When it gets to the kidneys, usually you have severe abdominal pain, back pain, nausea, fevers, Mm. chills. I mean, it's usually a lot more severe and that can land people in the hospital. We don't want that. Right. Okay. So definitely something to pay attention to. Yes. One of those things to not be embarrassed about and talk about and um, get that treated. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our last break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. If you have a medical question you would like us to address, give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Hospice is medical care designed to maximize comfort and quality of life for patients facing terminal illnesses. Hospice provides pain management, emotional support, help with family care, and spiritual care to the patient and their family when a cure is not possible. Brookings Health System employs a caring team of professionals and volunteers sensitive to the changing needs of patients and family members during this difficult time. To find out more about hospice in the Brookings, South Dakota area, call 696-9000 or talk with your primary care provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. If you have a question, you can give us a call at 605-692-1430. We're talking this morning about women's health and urogynecology issues. Dr. Cruz, we have a question here wondering what uh, your perspective is as a doctor on period cups. So menstruation period cups. So those are kind of a a new thing that's come out recently or in the last couple of years. And what it does is kind of the silicone cup that uh, will kind of suction around the uh, cervix and it collects menstrual blood. So rather than like a, a tampon that you would put inside, this is like a cup that you'd take out and then like dump that blood into the the stool and um, women like it because it's one very sustainable you only have to buy one once so it's it's a lot cheaper over the long haul because pads and tampons are expensive Mm -hmm. Um, and you know you're not putting anything in the landfill with this so again it's it's very eco-friendly and you know it's you can kind of have that in place and not have all the the issues that you have with you know usually leaking or spotting you know accidents mm-hmm. that you can get with tampons and with uh, pads so it is a a nice option that people have it, there is a bit of a learning curve getting them in getting them out without mm-hmm. making a terrible mess mm-hmm. but uh, once you get past that learning curve I have a friend who's a gynecologist who is a huge fan of them and um, they work very easily of keeping kind of things nice and neat um in that area i just have to comment on the progress we're making here how is everyone surviving out there (laughs) talking about these things on the radio (laughs) bob bob looks a little concerned over there but look at this we're talking about these important women's health issues destigmatizing it if we don't talk about it it. yeah yes i I, the more you talk about it the more comfortable you become with it i mean i think i was in third year of residency before I could say male anatomy parts without blushing. Yes. So, so yes, I, I understand the the idea that this can be an uncomfortable topic. Yes. But um, it's never going to be comfortable if you don't start talking about it. Right. And there's all women are dealing with this, right? Yep. And let's, let's normalize. But this either is... you are a woman or you probably know or love a woman. So yep. <laughs> these are the things women have to deal with. Exactly. Yes. Yes, I, I appreciate it. I don't know if our listeners could hear there was like thunder in the yes. background. I don't know if you could hear that, like oh. mentioning these things on the radio yeah. and thunder. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I love this. It's like a sound effect. Very but, ominous topic. Yeah, but it is. Um, yeah, it's Important. interesting to learn about the um, all these different tools. And I think about women with um, limited resources mm-hmm. or women in third world country. Like yeah. when I heard about these period cups, I was like, what a great thing. Like you it just, need you just need one, one. And then, yep. um, clean it off in between uses, you mm-hmm. know, empty it out and put it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it's about time for us to wrap up this morning. Uh, we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK. You all did a great job surviving women's health and learning more, hopefully, and being uh, more aware of your own health concerns and um, those you love, and hopefully being more comfortable bringing it up to your physician when you are um, having an issue. Yes, because trust me, we've heard it all. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it always feels it's, like you're... You're not the only, the only one. one, but you're not. You are not, not the only one. There's very few things that someone has said to me where I'm like, oh, I've never heard that before. Mm. Trust me, you're not the only one with this issue. Don't be embarrassed. Please tell us. All right. That is comforting to always know that. 
Well, we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, May 12th, Prairie Doc host Jill Cruz is joined by Dr. Matthew Barker of Avera Medical Group Urogynecology and Dr. Lauren Woodtoom of Urology Specialist. They will discuss pelvic floor dysfunction, treatments for urinary urgency and incontinence, and other issues unique to women of all ages. So tune in this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Duck wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.